This is Radio Taiwan International. You're listening to Radio Taiwan International, and I am Natalie So. Join us in just a moment for just the classics, for the beautiful music of Stephanie Sun. But first, join me in a live recorded episode of Here in Taiwan. Welcome to Here in Taiwan. It is Tuesday, January 5th, and we're coming to you from the studios of Radio Taiwan International. And in the studio today, we have Stash Butler, the newest member of the RTI English team. Hello. Hello, everyone. Yes, and Shirley Lin. Hi there. And I am Natalie So, and we'll be talking about our new host, Stash. <laughs> also, uh, we're going to give you some, yeah, this, he's a very intriguing person. Um, we'll be talk, talking about some Mandarin lessons from the 1960s, how they learned Mandarin back there uh, in Taiwan. Also, some gold medals for new Taipei dogs. You'll be learning why they're getting these medals. Also, a filmmaker from California is falling in love with Taipei. Um, we'll tell you why those stories and more coming right up. Okay, so our newest host, Stash Butler, can you give us a brief introduction to yourself? Tell us about yourself. Tell, let our viewers and listeners know a little bit more about you. Sure. Um, my name is Stash Butler. I'm 24. I'm from London, the United Kingdom. Um, I arrived in Taiwan about a year ago to study Mandarin, and, and here I am now. In He's already studio. fluent in Chinese. Can you believe it? He, Just only a year. He won the Mandarin speaking contest. Yeah. Of all, is it all new learners or, um, just, or are all foreigners? All foreign, foreign students, learners. and they're quite strict about that actually, because they make sure that if you are, you know, if you have, uh, you know, for example, Chinese speaking parents and stuff, you're, it not, doesn't, you don't you're count. not allowed to take part. Oh, uh -huh. mm. and you spoke about a very um, in-depth topic. Tell yeah. us about that. Yeah, so I spoke about uh, my experiences volunteering in Greece, um, or particularly on an island in the Aegean Sea. Um, where there are a lot of refugees arriving from Syria, from Iraq, Afghanistan, um, and fleeing into that part of Greece, which is the closest border to Europe. For wow, those I can't imagine, you know, helping out with that. It's great work that yeah, you did I mean, back it then. Yeah, I mean, it was a really uh, valuable experience. I think. And, and mm. speaking about Chinese wasn't easy either, right? <laughs> I know, on a serious Same, topic like that. Names, Syria, how do you say Syria? Shilia. 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 Yeah. yeah, a lot of hard words in there. Yeah, there, I, you know, there's a lot of vocab learning involved. <laughs> yeah, well, good for you. So I think wow. you, you must have a, a talent for languages. Cause yeah, you've got to you be. You learn Chinese just for one year and you won the contest. You also speak Russian, Arabic. Yeah, that's right. And English. And English. See, yeah. Stash just got to be fluent in Chinese in order to be able to work for an English service because you've true. got to be bilingually fluent. That's right. You have to be able to read Chinese you know? and translate because we do a lot of translation here of the news. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, so he's qualified. Right. Uh, more than qualified, I, I hope would so. say. And we have some friends saying hello here. Joshua Buendia. Hello there and here in the Philippines. Hi, Joshua. Hello. hello. Also, Lee Kat Ali Awan. Welcome to the World Radio listeners and RJ's Alawan Radio Listeners Clubs of Pakistan. Hello. Also, Censor uh, said he is writing from Peru. Peru. 3.25 in the morning. Wow. Hope we're Aww. not keeping you up. But Thank you maybe so much for joining we'll us. We'll put you to sleep. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> 
Also, who else is writing? Yu Shen Shu. Hello. Hola Todas. We have a lot of Spanish speakers today. All right. Hello, guys. Maybe and the Spanish service told them to, you know, join us. Maybe. Go online. Saifo <laughs> says, nice. Jessica Zan. Hi, Jessica. Hi, Jessica. <laughs> As what always. What we do without you says hello to all of us. Yeah, she's... Um, she's our editor right. for Taiwan Insider. She makes oh, the show yeah. like, come together. She's great with videos she's at so RTI. amazing. Okay. So, uh, anyways, what do you think of Taiwan so far? You've been here a year? Oh, I'm loving it. I mean, what do you love about it? Uh, I just, uh, to be honest, uh, I love the weather. I love the food. You love the you weather. Love the weather? You are you serious? Are you serious? You are you love okay, the well, weather? I mean, this is not a good moment to, yeah, admit, <laughs> to love profess, the profess your love for Taiwanese weather. But I think in general, it's it's pretty good. I well, mean, a lot of people complain. Yeah, because it's too hot. It's I'm too cold. I'm from California, so I do complain. Yeah, I know. I I'm from Taiwan, but I complain too. <laughs> <laughs> it's very wet. Well, how about London weather? I, that's the thing, because it's London weather is just as Bad, yeah, because I mean, there's a lot of rain. Yeah, so I think there's definitely a kind of stereotype that London gets a lot of rain, which it does. But you know, I tried to do. I think well, for my first term in Taiwan, we had to do a little kind of end of term presentation comparing our home cities and uh, and and Taiwan. And actually, I think the research I did showed that it rained more in Taipei than in London. So oh yeah. oh, so thanks for telling us. You that. must like rain then. Is that what I don't mind it? You I don't, don't mind, mind a bit of rain. I mean, I like Taipei's rain. And it's very sort of forthcoming. London rain is sometimes a bit kind of wishy washy. It, yeah, it's neither here nor there. But but <laughs> Taipei rain really commits to falling on <laughs> you. Mm. It gets the water out. Yeah, and it yeah. waters everything. By the well, way, if people are wondering how to spell the name Stash, it's S T A S. But it's pronounced stash. Yes. Like S-T-A-S-H. Correct. <laughs> Tell it us has, about your name. Yeah. So um, my mother is from, from Poland. She's originally from Warsaw, but she moved to the UK uh, in the 1980s and she married my dad. So, And uh, she won the battle for, for naming rights over her children. <laughs> So we all, we all I have, got to name my kids too. Yeah. Well, I think my dad was quite happy. I think he, um, he was bored of English names, so he was happy to relinquish that. Oh, it's beautiful. That. It's very yeah. exotic. Thank How many you. brothers and sisters do you have? Uh, I have I have two younger siblings. Okay, oh. and their names are, are their names are uh, Misha and uh, and Zed actually. Oh, so exotic! Ooh. I love yeah, that. I know. So I love unique. That. I know, really. So we have you have an admirer right now. Uh, Yu Xuan <laughs> says, "Wow, I admire Stash's multilingual talent." Oh, for sure. That's very kind. Yes, and yeah. Abid Husan Sajid says, "Hello, Natalie, Stash, and Shirley." Jen Delari, our faithful listener, yes, hello. saying hello. Hi, Jen. Thanks for the great RTI New Year's email all. And uh, Che Fahim Noor also is saying hello from Pakistan. Hi. Okay, so, so Stash has fallen in love with Taiwan. Someone else has fallen in love with Taiwan as well. Tell us uh, about that oh. filmmaker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get yeah. back to Stash more later. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're talking about this filmmaker from California. And he was only here for eight days and he fell in love with Taipei. Now, right, you're thinking that, you know, nobody's traveling right now. So he made this trip in 2019, okay? Ah. And it just uh, happens that as we turn into the new year, people were saying like, hey, you know, because we, we hope that we can travel more starting this new year, but who knows, right? And so people are asking like for everybody else to share some of their past memories, videos and photos. And that's what Kyle is doing or was doing um, from California who visited Taiwan in October of 2019. So he was only here for eight days, but he just loved Taipei. He made a six minute video. 
And then, um, so he visited places like the Elephant Mountain, uh, downtown Taipei, National Chiang Kai-shek Memorial Hall, Pingxi, Zhoufen, and Mao Kong Gondola. Now, the first thing was that he visited the Elephant Mountain, where he got, you know, a whole view of Taipei City. And it's like right across from the Taipei 101, which is the tallest skyscraper that we have in Taipei, uh, which was one of the tallest buildings in the world back in 2014, I think it was. And, um, but the thing that he recalled called the most being on the elephant mountain was have you guys been on the mountain elephant mountain i yeah, have yeah sure he re- he was really impressed with the makeshift weight lifting gadget you know where all these elderly people were like exercising ah right oh, yeah. it's like yeah up in the open on the ground yeah we have so many of those right even in parks uh, all around taipei have those kind of things too they're they're fun to watch actually Anyway, so he really liked that. And he really liked the fact that, you know, um, that we have U-Bikes, the rental, the bike rental service, because it was a great way to get around for him because he wasn't speaking a lot of Mandarin, not like you, Stash. <laughs> so, you know, he really liked that. He visited during the National Day celebrations in Taiwan. So he was lucky enough to win some of the parades near the National Chiang Kai-shek Memorial Hall. And then he also took a trip to Pingxi District and hiked um, some of them. Some it's called the Pingxi Crags. He remembered there was one that could be accessed by climbing a metal ladder to the top and then stand on a small platform. I've been to Pingxi myself finally, and I didn't know about this place. No, I, I haven't been there. <laughs> yeah, but I'm afraid of heights. I probably wouldn't have been able to make it up there anyway. So yeah, I only finally went to Pingxi last year. I think it was, and it's the place where um, you know you let sky all lanterns. these sky lanterns. Yeah, 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 yeah. beautiful. Yeah, yeah. You know, you write your prayer, you write yeah. your wishes, and mm-hmm, then you let go, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. you know that's where you. Yeah, and um, then Kyle also went to Jofen because he had to see this place because it was the inspiration for you know the Japanese animator um, Miyazaki Spirited Away. You know that animation oh, movie. Oh, I yeah, know. that was yes. inspiration for that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all these tea houses, and it's like dotted. Here and there on a you know a pretty steep like mountain. Well, you've been to Jofen, right? I actually haven't been to Jofen. Oh my Ooh, gosh, you gotta go! You gotta go. Tons of tea houses, but yeah, you can really see that in the animation itself. You see those spots, and um, he. But the, other than the well, he tried to get to Jofen, but it was too crowded, so he was kind of disappointed. So I'm thinking that he's probably going to make another trip back to Taipei and then go visit Jofen the next time. He also went to the Teapot Mountain Trail and. Um, I'm not sure if I went, but it's like northern coast, I think, northeastern coast, I think. Raifang, mm. it's near Raifang. It's past, by the yeah, coast. past yeah. Jofen, yeah. You've been to the teapot? I, I, I've been up to Oh, Mountain, okay, yeah. okay, okay. Mm. So, he, the, the thing that he remembered the most was he was really worried and scared because the, t- the bus drivers were driving really fast, meandering roads up the hills. You're smiling. That you, were you one of those buses? Well, it, just too? Sound, it sounds like Taiwanese bus drivers oh, I know, in general. It is. I think. Or taxi drivers too. For that matter, right? They own the road. I know. It's scary. But anyway, so he really liked the fact that Zhou Fen, you know, uh, the fact from changing the city scenery to the mountains in just a matter of less than an hour, I would say. And then, you know, and ended to be submerged in the culture there and everything. And when he was asked what was the favorite part of his filming for a six-minute video, he recalled that he was on a Malcolm Gondola, and um, he took the one with the you know the glass bottom. Right. Mm. So then he took you know pictures and videos of the woods and the greenery, you know, thinking that how you can just see so much green even though you're in a city, Taipei City. Mm. So. 
Well, I mean, personally, I think that I've taken one of those gondolas, and I've taken one with the, you know, the the glass bottom. But there wasn't much to see, I didn't think. You well, know, it's still anyway, kind of fun. just a yeah, lot of green. It's nice, yeah, it's actually, it was very close to the ground. Mm. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, kind of yeah. cool. Yeah, I mean, so, I think I think I was I was in it re- recently, and I sort of I felt like it's the only time you get this kind of view, or at least as someone from the from England, it's the only time you get this kind of view is when you're watching like a David Attenborough kind of documentary, and they've got those sort of nature documentary kind of swooping helicopter shots of rainforests. So yeah. I think that's what it gives it's me. It's nice. It's like yeah. a little tramway for those who don't yeah. know, um, up, uh, above the Taipei Zoo and up the mountain, oh, yeah, up to this up, area yeah. where where there are a lot of tea houses. It's very beautiful up there. Yeah. Actually, Lovely. Stash, did you just complete a, a cycling around Taiwan? I you did. did? Tell I us did. about this. I want to hear about your trip. Uh, wait, by yourself or with a group of friends? Um mostly by myself but my friends were very very kind enough to come and accompany me for about three days of it wow wow. so So how was it it was amazing uh i mean it was it was hard work i had a a, quite a kind of mischievous malfunctioning bicycle which made it a bit trickier um but it was it was great you know and i saw i saw all of taiwan you know or at least the the outer part of it because it was going around the edge how long did it take you uh it took me 10 days with one day resting that's about right yeah so it was nine days of cycling and then i took one day off in in kaohsiung that was in december that was yes that was in mid-december so was it pretty cold back then well not on the bike well not on the bike and also depending where you were on the on the west coast it was you know lovely and sunny uh and then the east coast was uh less less nice less pleasant weather wise was there rain was was it before the the rain the month-long rain i I think it was actually kind of when that was starting so the whole time in taipei it was pouring down with rain uh and i was meanwhile kind of near tainan in this beautiful sunshine but um yeah but i mean the the, it was very windy on the the east coast which is not fun for cycling um and then ilan and taipei was pouring down with rain and i got absolutely soaked oh Oh, wow um, what do you do when it rains do you wear like a raincoat or i did but you know still it doesn't it was it was it was i think it's it's quite an old raincoat and it didn't really um protect me that much so i was i was pretty much soaking soaking wet and you still love taiwan's weather (laughs) you know (laughs) I love your attitude. I just love it. So, so awesome. Oh, wow. Well, what was the best sight that you saw? Um, The best sight? Um, Well, I mean, I was cycling past a lot of it quite quickly, but I think my my favorite kind of... I mean, I think still my... I didn't stop there this time, but I think my still my favorite place in Taiwan is Tainan. Really? I think it's it's a, you know, city on the the southwestern coast. Yeah. Taiwan's old capital and right. um, you like the food or the culture I, I mean I think history? I like the history I think I like the, mm, kind of the old buildings there's a lot of history there yeah, yeah. I think that's that's the kind of draw for me because it's nothing like metropolitan Taipei you no know, it's a city but then it, you know there's a lot more no. history and it's not as modern as Taipei City no but yeah. um, well you camping out i mean or you had b&b or you stayed at b&b i I was staying at b&b's i mean i was just booking i was kind of really flexible just booking as i went and Mm. i mean at that time in taiwan no one else is traveling so like i was mostly alone in 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 wherever i bet people are so happy to see you those (laughs) b&b owners right yeah oh look at this cute wow. English young man. They were lovely. <laughs> Cycling around Taiwan. They looked after me. <laughs> yes. That's the, yeah, that's the thing about Taiwan people. We're yeah. very friendly people. Definitely. Yes. Yeah. Oh, wow. Would you I recommend mean, it? Doing Going around the island? Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think particularly also the West Coast, because the West Coast is almost entirely flat. Um, it's, it's not 
very hard it just takes a long time you know it's mm -hmm. you're cycling you know on a level plane but you're cycling for five six hours a day so is there just like one route that goes around the island there is one main route and then there are kind of several kind of offshoots so it's mm -hmm. kind of like option you know option one option two um so i was mostly following the main the main route the whole you way to through. see a lot of coastline uh, i did see a lot of coastline oh, which, was, which was lovely yeah that was lovely wonderful yeah. so what did you enjoy most about the trip um i think the days i had three of my or so rather two of my flatmates come uh my apartment mates come and join me on uh sort of from pingdong which is down right in the south of taiwan up until uh the East Rift Valley or towards Hualien. And so that was, Ooh, that was that probably the nice. That must have been nice. beautiful. It was lovely. Although coming up the, the East bottom... The East Coast is beautiful. It's lovely. Although then there's this huge... Up a hill? Well, it's not uphill. I mean, there is a bit of a hill, but it's mostly you have this huge headwind coming at you oh, um, when you're going up the coast. And uh, it's that's just a nightmare to cycle into. <laughs> and it makes you it makes you just... It's just kind of very demoral demoralizing because you're cycling, you know, you're working as hard as you can, but... You're kind not of just, getting far. You're just going a walking pace, uh -huh. which is, you know, it's not fun <laughs> oh, at all. Oh, wow. How many kilometers was that? In Roughly? total? Yeah. Uh, I think it's about 940. Wow. So he just cycled 940 kilometers around Taiwan. That's pretty cool. Okay. So if you guys have any questions for Stash, our newest member, feel free to uh, comment below. We have some um, people writing in. Muhammad Jamal Ahmed Saborno says hello. Also, Setyo Buidiono is from writing from Indonesia. Oh, hi. Hi. So, um, and Jen Delari says, as a Studio Ghibli fan, now i got to go visit the Spirited Away Inspiration. <laughs> if I visit. we got to visit sometime, Jen. She's with us every night here. Every night yeah. over there, every day over here. So um, Dedicated fan. So I do want to uh, ask you guys about something that came up on the internet. It's, it's gone viral. People are really fascinated by the way that um, the U.S. Air Force learned Mandarin in the 1960s. And actually, they were based here for uh, nearly 20 years. And that was the longest time that um, the U.S. It was from 1963 to 1979, so that's 16 years. Mm. So that's the longest period a U.S. military unit um, has occupied any base. They were in Taizong, and they had this, like, handbook for learning survival Chinese. <laughs> so um, you guys guess how they uh, spelled big. Big? Because um, big is da, right? Yeah. So um, I'm going to guess D. A H. That's right. Ah, nice. Oh. How about wife? Wife? Uh huh. Qizi. Tai Tai. Tai Tai. Oh, Tai Tai. Um, T Tai Tai. Oh, I'm gonna mm, T I E T I E. That's right. Tai for you. <laughs> it's apparently. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure it was a foreigner like you who I'm wrote this. I'm just trying this. to think. Yeah. Thinking like, their oh. way. I'm trying to think and put myself in those American servicemen's shoes. <laughs> right. How about pen? B. Pen. B. Just, just B. B. Oh, okay. Oh, that's going to be B E E, B -E surely. B E E. That's right. B. <laughs> and you know how they spelled um, beer? Beer. Oh, it's like okay. P -Jo. Oh, that's, that's a bit harder. P -Jo. Oh, do you, is is the um is the Joe? Is that is that like the name Joe? Jo. Yeah, jo. you're right. And it's P, the letter P. P Joe. P Joe. If you want to know how to say beer in Taiwan oh, in, in, wow. in Chinese, it's P, go. letter P, and then Joe. <laughs> 
Give me some pijo. Pijo. <laughs> is that a good... Actually, it's, it's easier to remember it this way than yeah, I mean, kind of. It kind of makes sense. Although, I guess it is kind of... It looks kind of funny now because we're mm. used to romanization yeah. and pinging, which, you know, is different. But they basically use, like, English words, right? Okay, test me some more. How about, I think how like about an American. you? Me? You, me? Uh-huh. Oh. Me. Me. I mean, my only question is whether they include the K as in like the part of your body or if they've just dropped that. You know, is it N-E-E or is it's it... It's N-E-E. Is it N-E-E? N-E-E. Yeah. yeah. How about yes? Shi. Shi. Ooh, that's Ooh. quite hard, I think. Yeah, that is hard. Shi. Shi. By the way, we're giving you a Chinese shi. lesson. S-U. S-U. Wow. That's, that's, they can't say no. shi. It's left field. It says shi. S-H-R-R. Shi. S-H-R-R. Oh, yes. Actually, that sounds more like Beijing, right? Yeah, Beijing. So S-H-R-R. That's not even in English. Oh, how about who? Shui. Shui. Oh, that's got to be S-H-A-Y, right? No. No, it's not. This is a funny one. S. I'm totally sorry. I think that's my S-A- phone. Say, 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 um, say, 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 like sway, sway, you know, sway. Is that? Oh, that's more, um, men, that's a more, um, Chinese, like mainland Chinese accent. Yeah. You know, say. I wonder if these people, you know, they'd written it with the intention of Taiwan or if, you know, you know, adjusting well, to the Taiwanese I mean, accent. Like, or... I think they think that some of this was a Taiwanese accent. Hmm. So, but I think it's really interesting. I mean, some of it makes more sense than, you know, what we're uh, doing now. Yeah, right? yeah, I, like the <laughs> I think people can remember that. Pee Joe. Like Pee and then Joe, you know, your morning Joe, but no, that's not your morning Joe. <laughs> yeah. So, um, <laughs> well, it could be, you know, <laughs> it could be for some people. <laughs> morning Joe. You know. So, um, oh, so Jen Delari says, welcome aboard, Stash. Thank you okay. very much. And then, oh, Yushan says, Sway sounds, sounds like a Taiwanese, Taiwanese accent. accent. That's well, there right. There you go. Sway. And Henry's writing from the Philippines says, hello, Chinese lesson 101. Did you guys learn anything? <laughs> hey, maybe these are actually useful. We'll, we'll put the link out there. This just is for fun. fun. Oh, yeah, definitely. Because I think they're, it's quite cute. Um, so that has been viral in Taiwan lately. Okay, Stash, you want to tell us about these gold medals for dogs in New Taipei? Yeah, so New Taipei has got a very interesting new scheme for its uh, dogs. Uh, so to encourage rabies vaccines for pets, or rather not to encourage, but rather to make them more stylish, I think, um, New Taipei City is giving all dogs that it vaccinates for rabies a gold medal collar tag. Wow. Yeah. So they can wear it on the collar. That's yeah, nice. it's lovely. Um, That's nice. Yeah, so apparently uh, this is not a new thing. This is something they do every year, but they change the color every year. Oh. Yeah. Oh, you still oh. not be gold? No, so I think it's it's so, you know, that you can tell it's a yearly vaccine. It's going to uh-huh. be a different color. But this year is gold. And I think the obvious decision to make was to make them look like uh, little medals. Okay. Um, congratulating these dogs for, for getting their jabs. Now, do dogs have to get uh, these shots like once every year? I think that's, yeah, that's the implication. I think they, it's, it's, yeah. So they're going to have more than one medal? Like, you know, last That'd year great, they got yeah. one and this year they're going to, it's going to be a very heavy collar. Yeah, sort of like a decorated <laughs> army general, you know. you got they these veteran do that for dogs. people, you Yeah, know? I mean, this is what I was thinking. <laughs> for kids, I mean. Then they would be excited about getting their shots, right? Exactly. Yeah. Look what I got. Yeah, if, you know, if your little kid came back with this MMR or whatever and 
a gold medal for it. I'm sure all the other kids would, would love to have it. Well, all I know is that, I mean, my kids are much grown up now, but I think back in the old days, I mean, whenever they get a shot, when they go to see a doctor, they have you pick stickers. Oh, That's yeah, about the stickers, it. yeah. But I don't know. Is that exciting if you're a kid, you know, stickers? Um, I think it is a, a little I think it bit. Is. I think it depends. I think also, you know, <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I think gold medals probably have more of a lasting, you know. Right? Yeah, they I think. sound very, sound I think, very I valuable. I think stickers, stickers work up to a certain age and then... And then <laughs> no, like and then maybe really, four and five years old or something. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, and maybe people are talking about... Uh, lots of people being unwilling to take coronavirus vaccines. You know, maybe if we start giving Give out gold medals, gold medals for that, <laughs> maybe right, and then wearing them, right? Yeah. I'm vaccinated. Yeah, exactly. So you can approach me. So uh, thank you for joining us today, and do stay tuned for just the classics. If you're joining on radio for here in Taiwan, I am Natalie So. I'm Stash Butler, and I'm Shirley Lan. We'll see you next time. Bye. You're listening. You're listening. You're listening to Radio Taiwan International from Taipei, Taiwan. <laughs>Welcome to Just the Classics. We're going to be listening to the beautiful, lovely voice of Stephanie Sun today. I'm Natalie So. Enjoy her song, E Lover.
就是不见真实的爱恋。当你说。
Stephanie Sung is a Singaporean singer-songwriter who made it big when she came on the scene in the year 2000. I remember when she came out, and it was like a breath of fresh air. Just a sweet young girl with this freshness about her that just won over people in Taiwan and throughout Singapore, Malaysia, Hong Kong, and China. This is her song, Begun to Understand. 我竟然没有掉头相信你只是怕伤害我是懂了
Taiwan, a small island with a whole world of sounds.
Stephanie Sun has sold 30 million records throughout China, Taiwan, Hong Kong, Singapore, and Malaysia. People in China love her, and they even invited her to sing at the opening ceremony of the Beijing Olympics. Let's enjoy this next song called Zanda, Truly. That's the music of Stephanie Sun. Let's end today with one of her most popular songs, Kite. Thanks for tuning in to Just the Classics.
Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw. Our 60-minute English program can be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. 
In southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6185 kHz. In South Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. You can also email us at rti at rti.org.tw.